Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the NFL podcast laces out. Just me and Paul this week, I'm saving the guests, saving them for a very special time of the NFL year. But it is just me and Paul, but that doesn't mean it's any less of a jam-packed podcast. There's everything here. News, reviews of the games, previews of the upcoming... Maybe not so much that, but there's, there's plenty here. Don't worry. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop and share the podcast around. Right, let's get started because there's a lot to get through. Here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. You, me, everybody. I think I, I think I did it last week. Ooh, I should have prepared something. But uh, as always, as super prepared as we are on the Laces Out podcast, see, uh, see, I got it in there. I got the name in and everything. That's right. It's your weekly roundup of everything NFL. Admittedly, this week. Everything NFL was two games. Uh, there's a lot more going on in the league at the moment. Um, we've had a absolute definite, one hundred percent, definitely retired, not going, no take backsies. Uh, there's been some controversy. Uh, I saw some of this even which I meant to double check. Um, I think the. Eagles have suffered a, not suffered, but uh, I think there's been an, an incident with an Eagle player maybe possibly being arrested. Um, somebody might want to question the timing of that um, and everything in between. So, I am here, my more than glamorous uh, co-host has has taken the time out of his uh, recently developed music career to uh, join us on this stage um, to talk to you lovely people about a sport that isn't even from this country that we know something about. Uh, We will be able to fill you in on where we watched at least one of the games this week. Uh, and we, uh, I will personally uh, encourage shouting out the uh, the bar we were in, because uh, one of those places that I, I thoroughly enjoyed going to, um, and and everything else. It's going to be a short one, which means it'll be a long one. We've got stats, predictions, news. Um, so, as uh, as. Co-host and let's face it, rudder of the podcast. I'll hand over to you, Mister Williams, for you to tell us what what we're going to start with. Well, obviously the uh, the logical thing would probably be to go through the uh, still remaining season long predictions. Oh no, we'll do that after we've gone through the results of the games. That would be so. 
we knew we went into the weekend. Championship weekend, no less. NFC and AFC title games. We had the San Francisco 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as Andy was alluding to it there, we, we may have partaken of these particular games when we were in a different location to usual. Uh, and that location was located north of the border, up in Edinburgh. Um, not by any means an um, affiliated NFL partner or anything like that. It just happened to be a sports bar in Edinburgh, which had large amounts of seating and uh, full access to all uh, sport-related materials. So, yes, it was uh, it was very good. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know how it fits into talking about the NFL to then go on and talk about a, a, an establishment. Uh, but I did want to give a little shout-out, a little mention to um, the three sisters in Edinburgh. Um, they uh, they welcomed us in with open arms. Uh, big shout-out to uh, to James Williams for doing an, an absolute masterful job of planning the weekend um, and getting us in at the three sisters. Uh, I, believe, uh, I believe money did exchange hands, and um, we got set up in uh, a couple of... Uh, monstrous booths, TVs at the end, TVs literally everywhere, all of them showing the NFL. Um, They had uh, a great sort of seating situation outside and uh, one of those places that was busy while simultaneously not not being that busy. It was very strange. Um, So... Um, yeah, I, you know, we sat and, uh, watched, well, no, I sat and watched the, uh, first of the two games, um, oh, Mr. Williams is gone. Where did he go? Oh, spooky. Maybe he didn't like what I said. Maybe he was disappointed with me. Um, I will attempt to keep to keep the uh, the flow. Where's the thing gone? I'll take attempt to keep the flow going. Um, we managed to. Uh, I managed to watch the uh, first of the two games uh, with good company and in good surroundings. Uh, I didn't. I never did actually check with uh, with Paul. Did you stay in that bar to see the second of the two games, or did you leave? The bar closed as the game hit the almost the exact point of the half of the second game. Right. I think we knew that beforehand, and I think the intention was to go and watch either the second game in its entirety or the second half of the second game uh, from the uh, accommodation. Um, I, on the other hand, was... Uh, was midway midway through a um, four and a quarter hour drive, but and uh, this is the second time in as many days that um, ex podcast 
uh, regular James Panas gets a shout out uh, as he was on uh, updating me with the scores duty whilst I was battling with uh, some very twisty turdy very dark roads um, so big shout out to the to the people in the city of Edinburgh big shout out to the three sisters uh, fantastic bar I, I, I could not knock it I'll tell you this much their food, from my experience, was mm, so good. I was starving when I sat down to eat that meal. And it was absolutely everything I could have hoped it was. So, uh, yeah. Big shout out to the Three Sisters of Edinburgh. So, now that's out of the way. Um, I was getting uh, regular updates past a certain point from Mr. Paras. Um, and I can only presume that uh, Paul will have seen the game in its entirety in some way, shape or form. I have caught up with the game from um, from Game Pass yesterday. Um, what what do you want to do? I think I, I feel like each of these games needs somewhat of a breakdown. Uh, do you want to go through the scores or do you want to do the games individually? Oh, oh my word, excuse me. It's entirely up to you. Well, let's let's have a go at the um. We'll just go game by game, shall we? So okay. we'll start with the first. We'll start with the first game. So seemed to end as a contest, really, as a, a starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy was knocked out of the game, albeit momentarily at that particular time, with uh, what looked like a pretty inconspicuous blow to his throwing arm, which later turned out to be torn ligaments, I believe, um, which... Uh, to say that the 49ers were an unlucky franchise would probably be the understatement of the year when you consider that they've now lost three starting quarterbacks, two different injuries during mm-hmm. the course of one season. Yeah. Um, and, and from there, uh, I don't know if it was a combination of poor offence from the, from the Niners or just stellar defence from the Eagles, but the I, Eagles just went into the I, I think it's that. I think that to start with, the Eagles, and especially the Eagles' defence, were kind of just feeling the 49ers out past those first couple of scores. Like you said, to start with, it looked like a contest. It looked like a fair and even matchup. It's exactly what you want to see at that point of the season. And then the Eagles' defence just dialed it in and they were like a solid wall nobody was getting past them uh, there was things like um the two the the two teams in question were fighting before the game had even started in the like warm up throw throw around you know all that they were fighting then and i'm not going to you know i'm not going to mix my words on this one it never seemed to stop to the point where players got ejected and it was just 
it was it was certainly pretty scrappy um but like you say barring those first like point for point the game was basically over at that point um and and I do think the Eagles defense has a very large part to play in that role um so how did the game finish up so the Eagles took it in, in, in like I say, hefty fashion. Um, I do have the score to hand, just bear with me. The score was uh, 31 to 7 yeah. in favour of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the scores by quarter uh, were 7 0. So the, the Eagles struck first in the first quarter, 7. Obviously, the Niners came back. The Eagles got two more touchdowns before the half. A touchdown in the third quarter, and they finished in the fourth quarter with the field goal. Obviously, the, the 49ers only got that one score in the second quarter. Um, yeah, not not great. It's not a great stats line for like not great re- not great reading. For the 49ers total yards of 164 for the total for the for the whole game. Passing yards of eighty one, rushing yards of eighty. Uh, sorry, passing yards of eighty three, and rushing yards of eighty one. So, just a stereotypical game where just they just couldn't get anything going. The anything they had, the Eagles' defense had the answers for. Um, and yeah, they just kind of smothered them really, uh, and, and advanced to what I believe is their fourth Super Bowl appearance in the in the uh, in the team's history. Obviously, everyone knows what happened the last time they went to the Super Bowl. Um, Indeed. They won't, be playing, they, they won't be playing against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots this time, which will be different from the last two times they've made the Super Bowl. Um, so, yes, so the Eagles make it through. From a predictions perspective, myself, Andy and Leanne have all picked the Eagles to win this game, so I get ourselves a point there. Amy was out on her own with taking the 49ers, so doesn't get that point. So, we'll move on to the AFC Championship game, and this was the one where, <coughs> excuse me, people were imagining it was going to be a lot more close. In the run-up to the game, all week there were questions about, will Patrick Mahomes be fit? How mobile will he be? Uh, and those questions were pretty much dispelled, I believe, on potentially Wednesday afternoon. When he did a press conference where he wasn't wearing a walking boot and he walked into and out of the press conference mm-hmm. with absolutely no problems whatsoever. Um, he started the game. He finished the game. And from what I saw, he didn't have any missed series during the game. So at no point was he ever... He, he clearly wasn't 100% fit. Mm. As obviously there were times where you could see him hobbling around. The yeah, beach. there was a couple of points where you could see him hobble. But he was able to suck it up and he was able to um, lead the Chiefs in in the game. Now the question was, would he be able to perform to a level where he would actually be able to get the Chiefs through to a third Super Bowl in four seasons? So, <laughs> uh, like I say, I was getting updates uh, on this 
um, certainly fourth quarter updates live. I knew it was one of those things. I knew I didn't really want update live updates throughout. I think I just wanted to know how things looked at the back end. Um, so uh, I think with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, um, the Chiefs were leading, but the Bengals had the ball and there was only one score in it. Uh, I believe it was 20 to 17. And um, by the sounds of, of, of everything, the Bengals were making quite a dominant drive. And I was like, oh, oh, this is what we want, you know, pound for pound. This is how it should be in these in these games. It should literally be the two, you know, in that in that one game, the two best teams that could have possibly been at this point in time going up against each other to decide who is the one best team, the team that is worthy of going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, that wasn't necessarily the case for the 49ers-Eagles game. Um, oh, you know, when you're dealing with your, your main sort of, you start, you know, your quarterback getting injured, you, you've got to take that into account. But, um, and this this sounded on paper pound for pound. Um, having gone back and watched the game, um, it, it was a, it was a very different story, um, to watch, to see, it was almost a surprise to see that the Bengals had got as far as they had because very much like in the um, Eagles 49ers game, the Chiefs were just dominant in that game. They were a dominant force. Um, I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, you know, I think we had this last week. I was like, I didn't want to be the guy that comes down hard on a particular team for a particular reason. Um, Joe Burrow seemed to be making... Um, mistakes here, there, and everywhere. A lot of um, a lot of throws for interceptions. Um, he got he'd been sacked something like seven times by so far through the game, um, and there was a lot of there could have been a lot more interceptions. Uh, I, I think so. Um, when the outcome of the game was what it was, and it went down to the wire, you've got to give you've got to give both teams that. However, the I feel the outcome, having sat down and watched the game, was kind of inevitable in a lot of ways. Uh, so, I believe you've probably got the scores right there, and I wouldn't want to give the uh, the incorrect score. I do indeed. So the. Um... Obviously, what we've alluded to there is that yes, Patrick Mahomes could lead the gear, lead the Chiefs to their third Super Bowl appearance in four seasons. They managed to hang on for the win, twenty-three to twenty over the Bengals. The scores were the the Chiefs were three 0 up after the first quarter, went into the half thirteen-six. They traded a touchdown apiece in the third quarter. The Bengals scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. The, the, uh, the Chiefs were able to score a go-ahead field goal, leave within the two minutes after the two-minute warning, and that is how the game finished. A little bit more, a little bit more open this one than um, than the previous game. 
the uh, the Chiefs did this with total yards of 357 against the Bengals, 309. Of those 357, there were 315 yards through the air for Mr. Mahomes. Only 42 rushing yards on the day for the Kansas City Chiefs, which seems low when you consider that it's a team that's won. Um, obviously, if you can get it done through the air, you don't really need a ground game. So, um, What it does mean, from a uh, predictions perspective, is that we're all wrong. As we had all taken the Bengals, and obviously we felt that there was clearly just something about the Bengals on this particular run that they're on at the moment, and the injury doubt of the homes was obviously something that we needed to look into. Um, it, it didn't pan out that way. So, neither oh. n- none of the four of us took any points. So, for the week... Amy, you could end with zero points from two predictions. Myself, Andy, and Leanne end with one point from two predictions. However, we had we had planned for this eventuality. We had done tiebreakers, and we had taken the total number of offensive yards for both for both games combined. Um, now, I've already given some of the details there. Um, Obviously, a particularly low number of yards for the the 49ers offense, only 164 into the 300s for both Kansas City and Cincinnati. And the Philadelphia Eagles had 269 yards of total offense. So, added together, that gave us a grand total of 1,099 total yards. Now, Andy was a little bit optimistic with his pick, as he'd gone for 2,800. Sadly, that was incorrect. Leanne had gone for 1,600. And I had gone for 15,000, sorry, 1,564 yards of total offense. So obviously that, what that means is that doing it on the tie break, I do get point for the week. So that makes the guess with one point. Andy still yet to score. And I have two points the post-season predictions. But that's not the only thing that we've predicted. Obviously, as it was the case, we've been doing the side bet all throughout the season. Now, going into the weekend, I was on 52 points. Andy was on 51. Andy's pick On the side bet was the Philadelphia Eagles. He was correct and moves to 52 points. Now, all that means is, did I stick with my prediction of the Bengals or did I hedge my bets and go for the Kansas City Chiefs? I did not hedge my bets and went for the Cincinnati Bengals. Which means, unbelievably, and <laughs> we talked about before that things are scripted, we could not have played this out any better. We go into the Super Bowl, which we will cover on next week's show, with oh, the side bet standing at exactly oh. 52 points each. So, depending on how either of us sees the Super Bowl going, will determine 
who wins the side bet or whether we need to put a caveat on the side bet. I weirdly think that if, if, if we were to predict it right here and now, that I would pick one team and you would pick one team and those teams wouldn't be the same. And I think that might that might be the most poetic thing ever. Um, wow. Obviously, as we found out today, uh, just like the NFL, this uh, side bet has been scripted to bring us to the point where we can um, go into the final, the final game, the final dance, and have that be the decider. It is a thing of beauty. So, just to wrap things up from a predictions perspective, obviously the guests that we've had on throughout the course of the season have been making their own Super Bowl picks. Um, so we still had a number of players that were still in with a chance um, coming into this weekend. Uh, those players were as follows. James Forrester Gray still had the Bills versus the Eagles. As the Super Bowl, so did get a correct answer there by taking the Eagles. Uh, Mr. Hurley he had the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. I just missed out slightly on that one. Matt Moore also had the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. So close. But and he's going to kick himself that he picked it this way. But Mr. Mark Wilkin did say that he felt his uh, Super Bowl pick would have been the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I think he picked in maybe week 10 or something like that. Uh, but he has got it spot on. He's got it absolutely correct. It is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. At the time, he's picked the Kansas City Chiefs and he's taken Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. But will that pan out as he wanted it to? We'll have to wait and see. We might even be able to get him on in the capacity of a guest and ask him next week how he feels about this, if he wants to revise any of his picks. Um, that. Yeah, I, I, probably a good time to mention. My intention is to get every single guest we've ever had on the NFL podcast on next week, which means tune in next week to watch me and Paul talk about American football when everyone's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm busy. Um, wow. I, I had a weird thing the other day. I was like, I'm pretty sure somebody predicted this Super Bowl. I think one person managed to predict So there we go. Somebody had predicted this Super Bowl. Interesting. Um... Is it starts o'clock? I believe it is. Looking at my watch, it would suggest it starts o'clock. And with only two games this week, I absolutely did not expect to see more than a couple of stats. However, weirdly, there's more than a couple. There is, in fact, ten juicy stats. So, uh, as is the way, a uh, big shout-out goes to the Stats Mistress for getting us the stats early. Early doors. I mean, like, early doors today. She was on the bobby. Um, 
Also, shout out to Nate Davis of USA Today for uh, getting the stats to her nice and early. Uh, this is the conference round NFL stats for the 2022 season. Uh, I will start and then I'll hand over to my glamorous co-host. Uh, and the first stat of the week is this. The Chiefs will make their fifth Super Bowl appearance and third in the past four seasons. They've won it twice. Number two, the Eagles make their fourth Super Bowl appearance and second in the past six seasons. They've won it once. Number three, Super Bowl 57 will be the first matchup of top-seeded participants since the Eagles and New England Patriots met in Super Bowl 52 following the 2017 season. No top-seeded team has won the game since the 2017 Eagles. Foreshadowing, maybe? Number four, All-Pro Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Jason Kelsey and All-Pro Kansas City tight end Travis Kelsey will become the first brothers to oppose one another in the Super Bowl. Obviously, there's been a lot of um, a lot of stuff about this. You know, there was the possibility of this happening. Um, there was a lot of, I don't fancy being Mrs. Kelsey, having to pick which of her son she's going to cheer for. Um, there was the, uh, the Jason Kelsey put out a tweet. And said, I, I'm officially no longer a, a Kansas City Chiefs fan. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, obviously, it also leads into, uh, you know, the controversy that's been revealed today. That it's all scripted. So, And my final stat is a doozy. Number five. Travis Kelsey made a bit more history Sunday. He now owns the second most receiving yards, 1,467, in playoff history. He was already second on the receptions leaderboard, 127. Both are postseason records for tight ends and trail only Hall of Famer Jerry Rice overall. Kelsey also scored Sunday, giving him 15 touchdown catches in his playoff career, tied with Rob Gronkowski for the most among tight ends and trails only Rice. 22 overall. That is the end of my stats, but not the end of the stats. Paul? No, indeed, Mr. Cook. And the Chiefs' Andy Reid will become the first head coach to face a team he previously coached in the Super Bowl. Since the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll lost to the Patriots in Super Bowl 49, having coached in Philadelphia for 14 seasons. Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts posted his 15th rushing touchdown of the season on Sunday, setting a new record for quarterbacks in one season, England as well. Cam Newton held the previous record, 14 in 2011, all of which were regular season games. Uh, this one caused a bit of consternation in the pub whilst we were watching it, but the first fumble of 49ers rookie quarterback Brock Purdy's career is quite the eventful play as he also injured his throwing elbow whilst being strip-sacked by, uh, strip by Eagles linebacker Hassan Reddick. With Purdy and the backup Josh Johnson, concussion, injured, San Francisco finished with 69 net passing yards. Pretty bad. Last two. 
For the second time in the past three seasons, the league's number one offense team reached the Super Bowl. In both instances, that was Kansas City. Hang on a second. In both instances, that was in both instances that was Kansas City, which lost Super Bowl Fifty Five to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right? Okay, I understand the stat. It took me a while. And finally, Sunday's four starting quarterbacks: Burrow, Hurts, Mahomes, Purdy, represented the youngest quartet in the championship round since the merger, averaging twenty-five years and just ninety-eight days old. And that. Is all of your championship round stats. So that's one of those. Um, nothing to predict, and we've kind of been through the games. We've done the stats and everything in between. Um, the intention is to do the pre-Super Bowl podcast this time next week, if not around this time next week. Um, so tune in for that. Like I said, it's my intention to get as many of our season one guests on as possible. So either the screen will be like lots of little boxes, or it'll look a lot like this. Um, outside of that, uh, let us know if you're going to tune into the Pro Bowl. I'm sure that's going to be fun. Uh... Um, yeah, not really a lot else to go through. We've covered what's up to this point, and we will then go on to talk about what's coming. But uh, for now, we might as well just leave it there. So just a little one to keep you keep you in the loop. Um, and I'd like to say, tune in next week. I think there's going to be a lot of um, diving deep into... Um, there might, there might be more sort of stats for these two teams. Diving deep into what these two teams look like officially going into Super Bowl Sunday. Who's fit, who's not. That sort of stuff. On paper, who should or shouldn't or will or won't win. We'll be picking our picks, which... <laughs> and everybody who is in attendance will get their pick. And ultimately, it should be... A reek good treat. Until then, it's just uh, my job to thank you lovely people for tuning in for the whole season up to this point. And uh, thank my co-host for helping me to get us to this stage. We will see you then. So, uh, yeah. Bye-bye for now. And uh, take it easy. See you. So there we go, what do you think to that? Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, who will be the two teams for your Super Bowl this year. Thank you for listening, thank you for joining us. If there's one thing you can do for us before you go, click that like button, share the podcast around, subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, and uh, check out the website, it's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button for you to get in touch with us. Drop us a line, let us know who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. That's it for this one. Till next time, which is one of the last times, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of Cookie Cast, please like, share, and subscribe.